Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. When I was younger, Thanksgiving was one of my favorite holidays. Then at some point in college, my family moved away from New Jersey, and I celebrated two Thanksgivings, and I used the word celebration lightly without them. At first, I thought it could be quirky. I gathered up my friends. We went to the Grand Union, which was the supermarket near us, and we loaded up on foods, weird foods, things that maybe weren't in Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, but we thought would be humorous and fun. Then we went back and we joked while we made our turkey TV dinners. We threw on the TV and we laughed. And at the end of the night, I felt empty. I mean, I was full of food, a lot of food. But I didn't have that same warm feeling. And the main reason was, while I was very happy I got to hang out with my friends, I wasn't thankful. What made me thankful was being able to spend time with the people I loved, my family. And Thanksgiving without them just left me feeling unfulfilled. And even the following Thanksgiving, I tried to skip it, although I was dragged into a sort of informal celebration in the same way. When my family came back, I was very happy. But one of the things I didn't think of at the time was suddenly Thanksgiving was going to return. And I remember that year sitting in my mom's house on the couch. Everything was real warm. It smelled of turkey and all sorts of amazing things. And I could hear my mother and her brother talking in the other room. Somewhere in the distance, someone was watching a football game in another room. And I was just sort of drifting off. And I thought, this feels good. This feels right. This is what I'm thankful for. And I guess that's the point of the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. It's not about the food. It's not about the time of year, although those things contribute. It's about being thankful for something. And it turns out, while I love the food, the thing I was thankful for was my family. And while I do get invitations to other people's Thanksgiving parties, I prefer to spend my Thanksgivings with the people who mean the most to me. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you about a TV special that tries to point that out in the way that only the peanuts can. So we'll talk about the people behind the scenes who made this special possible. We'll talk about the plot, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Our Charlie Brown Thanksgiving was the 10th animated TV special based upon the Peanuts comic by Charles Schultz. Charles Monroe Schultz was born in 1922, sadly passed away in 2000. To those who knew him, he went by the nickname Sparky. 
and he created one of the most enduring comic strips in, I wouldn't say America, but maybe even the world. A lot of countries in a lot of languages publish Peanuts and are still publishing them today. In his life, Schultz drew nearly 18,000 comic strips. And those strips, combined with merchandise and product endorsements, make over a billion dollars a year. It's a huge business, which is surprising to me, since a lot of the specials that he made, or at least the three that come around the holidays that are the most important to me, Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving, all have a lot of heart. And the Christmas one is blatantly anti-commercial. Now, a bunch of Peanuts animated specials were made by the time this Thanksgiving special was produced. This one, like all the rest, were produced by Jose Bill Melendez, an amazingly talented animator who was born in 1916, passed away in 2008. Started his work at Walt Disney, worked on four Disney films, Dumbo, Bambi, Fantasia, and Pinocchio. Then he would work for Warner Brothers and others before moving on to the Peanuts series. He met Charles Schultz in 1959 when he was making a Ford Motor Company commercial featuring the Peanuts characters. And Schultz really liked him. And when it was time to make a special, Schultz thought Melendez is the perfect guy for the job. He really seemed to understand the characters. And they would have a great relationship together. He was credited in 53 Peanuts-related cartoons. In addition to all this amazing Peanuts animation and direction he would give to it. He was also the voice of Snoopy and Woodstock, and has been credited 53 times in that capacity, reprising the role in Peanuts more than any other actor. Now, while Melendez was the director and producer, this one also had a second director, someone sort of well-known, Phil Roman. Roman was born in Fresno in 1930. He's an animator, founder of Film Roman and Film Roman Entertainment. Started work with Chuck Jones and was the animator on 1966's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The animation studio he helped found, Film Roman, is known for a couple of big hits, including King of the Hill and a little show you might have heard of called The Simpsons, as well as Peanuts animated specials and Garfield animated specials. Now, Melendez and Roman are very talented. Another person who brings a lot to the table was Lee Mendelson who is an American television producer, probably best known for his work as the executive producer of the Peanuts animated specials. Began his career in 1961 in San Francisco, won a Peabody Award. Two years later, he would leave KPIX in San Francisco to form his own production company and would create documentaries. And he was working on a documentary about Charlie Brown. That documentary would begin a 30-year collaboration between Mendelssohn and Schultz. It was during the shopping around of this documentary that he was approached by the Coca-Cola company who asked if he was interested in making an animated Christmas special for television, and he was, and he contacted Schultz right away, asking if it would be okay to use the Peanuts characters. It was Schultz at this point who suggested he hire Bill Melendez as the animator, and these three came together, and there was just one more piece of the puzzle, and that piece of the puzzle was filled in while Mendelssohn was driving over the Golden Gate Bridge, they say in a cab, when he heard music by Vince Giraldi. He would quickly contact Giraldi, who loved the idea of making music. And if you've ever heard any Peanut special, you'll know that the music in it has a very jazzy sound, and that music was made, all of it, the early stuff, by Vince Giraldi. Lee Mendelssohn, very talented as a producer. He also wrote the lyrics for a very famous Charlie Brown song, Christmas Time Is Here, which you hear in a Charlie Brown Christmas.
After these messages, we will return. And now, from the popular comic strip, Peanuts, here are Charlie Brown and his friends. I've got an idea for you, Charlie Brown. Why don't you write some advertising on your kite and sell it to the people at Ford? You could write, Ford announces Ford's economy twin. Then, fly the kite way up in the air where everyone would see it. And everyone in the world would know about Ford's economy twins because they would see it on this kite year. It would be way up in the air. And what were you saying? Forget the whole thing. Well... It was a good idea. But an even better idea is for you to actually see Ford's Economy Twins for 1960. First, the new size Ford, the Falcon. America's lowest price six-passenger car. And uh, next to it, the Fairlane 500. Priced $142 less than last year's Fairlane 500. This is the value leader of all big-size cars. And look at the value you get. Elegant, all-new styling. Ford's famous built-for-people comfort. No dog leg here. And inside, more leg room, more head room, more shoulder room. And all this for $142 less than last year. Now let's look at the other economy twin, the Falcon. Check these three L's. Luggage space, almost 24 cubic feet. Legroom, you get big car comfort in the new size Ford. And label, the price label, that proves the Falcon is priced up to $124 less than other compact cars. See them at your Ford dealers soon. Ford's Economy Twins for 1960. And now, back to the show. So a little bit about the special. It starts with the famous football scene with Lucy trying to talk Charlie Brown into kicking a football she's holding. Charlie Brown has been burned by this kicking of the football before, and he decides, I'm not going to do this. But Lucy is very persuasive and tells him that kicking a football is a Thanksgiving tradition, and that basically not doing so would be, I guess, kind of unpatriotic. So old Chuck's like, yeah, I guess I got to do this. Runs back, goes to kick that football, and she pulls it away. Now, while Lucy is a very important part of the Charlie Brown universe, she doesn't make another appearance in the special, probably because Charlie was so mad at her. He didn't want her coming over, although her brother shows up and is, as always, a very important part of educating us about the true meaning of things. So Charlie Brown and his sister Sally are going to be going to their grandmother's house for Thanksgiving. And that's when Charlie gets a call from Peppermint Patty who invites herself over, and Charlie Brown, being too nice, can't figure out a way to say no. She also invites her two buddies, Marcy and Franklin. So Chucks doesn't know what to do and decides, all right, I'll create a Thanksgiving feast for my friends, and I'll enlist my buddies. And so begins the assembling of the very famous Charlie Brown feast, of course by Snoopy. Now what is in the Charlie Brown feast? You get a, an ice cream sundae, which is an amazing idea. Two slices of buttered toast, pretzel sticks, jelly beans, and of course popcorn. What else would you want on Thanksgiving? When Peppermint Patty sees this, she's shocked. 
Where's the good meal? Where's all the delicious stuff? This crushes Chuck, who goes into the house. And then Marcy, being the reasonable person that she is, talks to Peppermint Patty and says, You know, sir, you invited yourself over. Maybe you're being a jerk about it. And she says, yeah, you should go explain this to Charlie Brown. And Marcy agrees. But then Peppermint Patty decides to step in and do the bigger thing and apologizes. Interestingly enough, this is one of the specials where Marcy calls Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, instead of Chuck. She also calls him Charles in this one for the first time, which becomes a recurring thing. I always thought that Marcy and Charlie Brown should have ended up together. And I'm not sure why I always thought that, but... Since then, I've been told that that's all wrong, but I disagree. I thought they'd be cute together. Well, the feast is rejoined, and everybody's having sort of fun, and Charlie Brown loses track of time, and he forgets he's supposed to go to Grandma's, and he calls her up, explains the situation, and everybody gets invited to dinner at Grandma's house. They get in the back of a car and drive off. When they do leave, it's time for Snoopy and Woodstock to have their feast, and they enjoy a traditional Thanksgiving meal, complete with all the trimmings. Now... Lee Mendelssohn did not like this scene at all. He did not like the idea of Woodstock eating another bird, and he would be overridden when it was originally broadcast, but then when he was able to edit it, he would take the scene out so we wouldn't see Woodstock eating a bird. The original edit would be returned when the show was revised in 2001 and moved to ABC television. So all of us now get to see Woodstock eating another bird and breaking that wishbone. After these messages, we will return. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Sponsored by McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. It's a good time. Now, back to the show. The cast of Charlie Brown were for the most part children, and that was not a very common thing, having children do the voice of a child. It's much easier to control an adult. And for many of the people who worked on this, this would be the final time that they would play the role. Sometimes it was the first time. Robin Cohn... Hilary Momberger, Christopher DeFaria would be replaced soon thereafter by three other actors for all future TV specials. Cone was the voice of Lucy, 
Defario was the voice of Peppermint Patty, and Momberger was the voice of Sally. I'm going to tell you a little bit about these actors. Todd Barbie played Charlie Brown. Robin Cohn played Lucy Van Pelt. Stephen Shea played Linus Van Pelt. He inherited the role after his brother Christopher, who was famous for playing the original voice of Linus, retired because he got too old. Hilary Momberger played Sally Brown. I was reading up about Momberger. She's actually working in the entertainment industry still now as a script supervisor on movies and television. Christopher DeFaria played Patricia Peppermint Patty Reichard. Jimmy Ahrens played Marcy. And Robin Reed was the voice of Franklin. I was looking up Robin Reed because the name sounded familiar. Now, Robin Reed did some television work. Was also in a 1983 episode of Cagney and Lacey, one that I think I remember. Now, in addition to these children's voices, you had one more voice who I mentioned earlier, Bill Melendez, who did the voice of Snoopy and Woodstock. And an amazing job he did. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Sponsored by Play School. Parents look to us for the best fun for their children from crib through preschool. Now, what would Snoopy be without music? And that music was provided by Vincent Anthony Giraldi. Giraldi was born in 1928, passed away very young in 1976. He was a jazz musician and pianist, probably best known for his work with the Peanuts. The tragic death was weird because he was so young, and he was complaining about pain, and the doctors told him he was fine. He was actually working right up to the end. He was at a show when he was complaining of pain. He went back to his room and just passed. And he had just finished recording the soundtrack for It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown, earlier that afternoon. And at his funeral, they played Charlie Brown music over the sound system in the church. I can't even imagine how hard that must have been for fans and friends and family all coming together to celebrate this very talented man. The music for this special was all composed by Giraldi, and it includes Charlie Brown Blues, the Thanksgiving theme, Peppermint Patty, Linus and Lucy, and a song that is very out of place in the Charlie Brown world, Little Birdie. And what makes it so unusual in the Charlie Brown canon is that Vince Giraldi sings in it. And, okay, whatever, it's interesting to hear Vince Giraldi sing, but this is one of the few times... This might be the only time you hear an adult human voice in any of these animated specials. Normally, whenever a, an adult is heard in a peanut special, you hear wah, 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 wah. That's actually Vince Giraldi as well, playing that on his trombone. So the two times you hear adult voices in the peanut specials, it's Vince Giraldi in some format. After these messages, we will return. First of all, Franklin, you have to lift that board before you can surf on it. I'm too wiped out to surf today. That's obvious. You should have had a good breakfast like I did. A Cheerios breakfast. When you fuel up with a nutritious breakfast like this one with tasty low-sugar Cheerios, those O's will help keep you on your toes.
And now, back to the show. The special was released on November 20th, 1973, and it was pretty well received by people. The famous Thanksgiving speech by Linus would be animated 13 years later in its own special. So Thanksgiving is approaching. I hope everybody's ready. Maybe you've watched a couple of specials. There's a lot of great animation. There's a lot of great Thanksgiving entertainment out there. But remember, it's just entertainment. What's really important is that you take some time to spend quality moments with the people around you. And while doing so, try to be thankful, not for the food, not for that roof over your head, but the presence of the people that help make the day worth having, that make eating the meal enjoyable, that make watching the TV specials something special because you can enjoy them with them. Because that's really what this holiday season is all about. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend and a safe and happy Thanksgiving. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.